as we go into episode three of this new series of We Love the Beatles. We do have to change the title for something else, a bit more, a bit more original. Don't you think? Producer, don't you think? Oh, producer's gone. Gone there for a cup of tea or something. Okay, anyway, I do. I think we do have to work on this, actually. I was going with From Me To You, because this is a podcast from me, moi, to you, the good listener. And this is my my personal journey. Uh... But yeah, maybe. But then, if it if it just if it comes up on the, on the thing, the Beatles from me to you, there'll be there'll be someone somewhere on iTunes or something who'll flag it, thinking that it's uh, an actual copyrighted song. <laughs> well, there will, of course, there will be. Um, it has happened many times in the past. I get episodes um, stopped, blocked, paused, reported, um, stuck in the in the clegs, clegs, clogs, whatever, cogs of the system, because people think I'm uploading copyrighted songs and things, which of course I'm not. This is just me talking. Free speech and all of that. So the rights of non-white people came up a lot in the Beatles. I'm not specifically talking about their songwriting things. Now, we all know about the Beatles. They were starting to get fed up. Help was all about the the Beatles saying, you know, help me. I need to get away. Um, I'm being adored by all these millions of people, but it's stopping me from doing the thing that makes people adore me. I can't just sit here saying witty things, commenting on politics without doing anything. Uh, Besides now, of course, we have Prince Harry for that. Back in the day, um, the Beatles did not want to become a version of of Prince Harry, who just sort of comments on things and has an opinion on everything, but doesn't really have any purpose beyond making these comments. The Beatles wanted to make their own statement by actually writing really good, complicated, complex music and they they got this uh, done through various ways there was the thing with the drugs which as i say i, I prefer personally not, not to not to dwell on i don't like to a lot of um, great artists did that it's not something i'm really interested in um but there were other things they did other ways they did it uh, there was of course this big issue as i've mentioned the quote, differing interpretations of the American dream, unquote, which can be unpacked. I hate it when they say that on the media, unpacked. We have to unpack that. Um, And yet I use it in my speech. So many key movements were related to these issues which were coming up, and they were born or advanced through this counterculture of the 60s that the Beatles were spearheading. So, of course, you had the era unfolding. You had these new cultural forms, a dynamic subculture, celebrating all these things, individuality, experimentation, modern incarnations of bohemianism. 
there was the rise of the hippie and other alternate lifestyles. I tried it myself. I was a hippie in the in, not, not in the 60s, in the 90s, I should say. Um, then I went grunge. I was denim for a while. Denim jacket, denim jeans. Um, I followed Morton Harkett. I had those black leathery things on my wrists. I did all of that. Just trying to find myself. And I have to say, I don't think I ever did find myself. But I found the Beatles. There was Jimi Hendrix, Bob Dylan. Oh, I couldn't get enough of Bob Dylan. Um, back in the day, you, you get CDs now for 50p in your local charity shop. In the 1990s, the cheapest you could get for a CD secondhand was four quid. When I almost got my first job, four pound an hour, I was thinking, oh, think, just imagine all those Bob Dylan CDs I can buy. That was actually the first thing I thought of when, when I came like this close from getting my first job. I'll be able to buy lots of Bob Dylan songs on CD. There were so many things going on. The counterculture of the 60s and things would never be the same ever again.